0: for the church in Ephesus that they might grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. So let's pray that for ourselves this evening before we look at God's word and say our prayers. Father God, thanks so much that we can come to you in prayer. Help us now as we look at your word to understand who you are and what you've done, and would that affect every area of our lives. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. So God is love. That's the statement we get in 1 John chapter 4. And I'd love for you to turn there if you've got a Bible. Uh, If you've not got one, feel free to put your hand up and we can get one to you. Uh, And as you see on the service sheet there, it's in page 1227 if you've got one of the church Bibles. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 I'll start at and we'll read to 10. for our sins. See, within these verses, we get a statement of who God is, and then we get an explanation as to how he has gone about showing his love to us. And I hope now this evening that we will grasp the enormity of God's character, a loving character, but also we'll see just how far he went to demonstrate that love to us. So God is love. Verses 7 and 8 tell us that love comes from God because he is love. Love, what does that mean? Well, do you you wanna know what love is? John would say, just look at God. See him and you see love. See, it's not just the fact that God can show love like us. It's the fact that he is love. His character, his creation, his decisions, his promises, his actions, his feelings are all the epitome of love. And how is this possible well, excuse my bad English for a second. God cannot not love, because that's who He is. He is love. See, in all that He does, He wants to show us that He is a God of love who acts out of a heart of love to show it to us. And so, as we come to pray in this evening, please, in your prayers, praise God for who He is, a God of love, and pray that you will grasp. What John is saying here more and more are the fact that our God, the God of the Christian faith, is love. The second part of our verses here, we get to see actually an explanation of just how far he went then to show us his love. Verses nine and 10, look at them there. We're left in no doubt whatsoever as to how far he went to sort of demonstrate that to us. Notice three things in verse nine just quickly. Firstly, what did he do? He sent someone. God's making a decision there. It's an action word. It's a deliberate planned move that God made to send someone. He didn't try and act from a distance to demonstrate his love. He sent someone. The second thing you notice in verse 9 is the fact that he sent his one and only son. John didn't have to write it like that. He could have written and God sent his son. But he sent his one and only son. He said it like that to make a point. What's the point? He only had one son to send, one child to send. His precious, loved, cherished son, that's the one he sent in order to show you how much he loves you. And where did he send him? Well, that's the third bit of verse nine. He sent him into the world. The God of the Christian faith stepped into the world the planet in which we live on right now. He didn't try to show his love, Jesus, from another planet or from outside of the solar system. No, he stepped foot on the very earth that we are sitting in right now. He could not have come any closer if he tried. Do you know what that means about this God? It means he knows exactly what you're going through because he went through it. He laughed, he cried, he ate, he drank, he sang songs, he prayed. He was welcomed by some, abused by others. He was kissed by some and beaten by others. He went through what you go through, all because he wants to show you how much he loves you. Look how far God went to show his love to you. Why, how? Because he is love but he didn't just want to show it just for show and sake. It all had purpose and meaning behind it. And that's what we get in verse 10 here. He loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Verse nine finishes, so that we might live. There's purpose here. See, what's so remarkable about God's love in the form of Jesus Christ, his one and only son sent to this earth, what's so remarkable is he did it in the face of so much opposition. In fact, he did it in a world that wanted nothing to do with him. Doesn't take long, does it, for us to turn on the TV and to realize our world is pretty broken right now. Or to overhear a conversation in a coffee shop, maybe, and you hear of a sad or a serious situation. Our world is not functioning in the way it should be. Humanity is not flourishing in the way it was designed to flourish. And it's all because of that word you find in verse 10, that simple word packed with meaning, the word sin. If you're not familiar with it, sin is the action of rejecting God as your creator and your Lord and turning away from him to actually make yourself the number one in your life. That's what sin is. And this is what the world has done, and it's what the world continues to do. It's effectively like someone taking the blueprints for something, uh, scribbling out the uh, architect's name, ripping a couple of the corners off, writing a new plan on top of it, and then writing their name underneath it. That's what it's like. That's how people have treated God. Imagine what that makes God feel. Imagine what goes on in his heart when he sees his creation doing that to him. I wonder how you would react if someone destroyed something that you invented or something you invested in or something you love. Even worse, imagine how you'd react if someone destroyed someone you love. Well, this is the extent of sin. And it's in the face of this that we see God's love shining through. See, out of the overflow of his heart, by his grace and his mercy, he sends his one and only son into this world. He sent his son with a purpose, and that purpose involved his son dying on a cross. See, as Jesus hung there on the cross, and his blood was shed, in that moment, he was taking a punishment for the sins of the world. He was taking every sin on his shoulder to deal with it. Remarkable love. Radical love that he might send his son to a cross to die. I was trying to think of a way of illustrating this to really drive it home just how incredible this is and all I could think of and this is quite hard to get my head around I've got an only son Finley Gwion Hampton we love him to bits he's only a year and a half could you imagine me taking Gwinley at uh, Gwinley <laughs> Finley Gwion imagine me taking him over to the States showing into a lot of inmates who are on death row and saying Finley I love them I love these people I love them so much I love them so much that, Finley, you're going to take the punishment for the crimes that they've done. It feels horrendous to even say that. It's hard to get your head around it, isn't it? And it's different to Finley being a year and a half because Jesus was God. He was a human being and he willingly died. But don't get past just how far God went, that he was prepared to send his one and only son who died on the cross and took that punishment for us. Whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Look how far God went for you. And it's through this once and for all sacrifice, this atoning sacrifice, that he really deals with the problem of sin. See, the peace between humanity and God is suddenly there. Jesus gives you a clean slate, wipes it off clean. He gives you a new heart. He gives you a restored relationship with God. This is what he achieved through what he did on the cross. Please be in no doubt at all this evening as to who God is. Please be in no doubt at all as to how much he loves you. He is not distant. He's not putting you through stuff that is not good for you. He is not forgotten about you in any way. He is not at an arm's length that you can't approach him. No, 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 he loves you so, so much. This is the God of the Christian faith and nothing else and no one else can show you love quite like it. And it's based on who he is and it's based on what he's done for you according to these verses. Please, as we pray now, would you let this drive you to your knees in continued repentance for your sin because you see how much God did to deal with it. Uh, Please, if you haven't done so yet, confess Jesus as your savior and come to know him for yourself this evening. And if you have done that, please would you allow this to spur you on so that you might adore God for his great love and live for him until you meet him.